When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. Hello again and welcome to another exciting edition of the Talking Real Money program, soon to be a podcast. It's the all-purpose get-together where you learn a little bit more about money than you did before. And you learn things that you that a lot of people aren't going to tell you. They're not likely to share some of the stuff we share because, well, it hurts their ability to make sales. It really, truly does. So we're going to get into some of the things that are, well, unmentionable among the financial professionals out there. Yeah, professionals, of, come on. Well, they really? call themselves yeah, professionals, know, know. you know. They're salespeople. They're salespeople. Yeah, and, let's be honest you know, now. One of the things they don't tell you when they sell you a mutual fund, they don't tell you this. I know they don't tell you this. We weren't. When I was one of these bums, we didn't tell you this. Because it's not, you know, bad. The bad news is not good. It's like, you know, that steak. It's cooking on the grill. It smells great. It's, you know, and they're not going to tell you that uh, this is a ch chintzy restaurant. That was roadkill. You know, it's just it smells good. It looks good. We're putting it on the plate. They're not going to tell you the bad news. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to this, they don't tell you the commission they're going to get paid. They don't no. tell you the expense ratio. Most people have no idea what that is when it comes to no, holding well, mutual fund or exchange traded fund. Good. Yeah. And then here's the one they literally, I, I will guarantee no one provides this information. And that is the tax ramifications of holding an actively managed mutual fund. This is where people are buying and selling in it. In a taxable like brokerage account, they do not tell you that. And when you wake up in December, I hope you're awake when you wake up in December, because the year is almost over and you find out what this is going to mean to your taxes this year. It is downright shocking. Truly shocking. Yeah, some, sometimes it can truly be shocking. Um, I, and, and it happens at the, it's right. We're getting yep. into the period where they're going to just start, they're going to start distributing these. And these gains tend to happen more often with actively managed mutual funds. Mm -hmm. They don't happen as often with index funds because they don't buy and sell as often. And I just pulled up, literally, I went, let me think of a, an actively managed popular fund. Just for the heck of it. Yeah. Okay. So I Each looked one. up American Funds Growth Fund of America. That's yeah, the first very, one that came to mind. Very popular fund. Very sure. popular, yeah. mega, mega, mega fund. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, and I'm looking back at their capital gains distributions, and they are substantial. Uh, in some years, these capital gains distributions were 8% of the value of your wow. portfolio. That's expensive. And that was in 2021. They distributed $6 in long-term capital gains on a $70 mutual fund. Yeah, but in this case, uh, the study done by Mark Wilson with uh, Mile Wealth Management, he found 100 funds 
that are paying out way more than that. I mean, some of these funds, and they're tiny little funds. The uh, BNY Mellon U.S. Equity Fund paying out, what, 38% because they had to sell off a bunch of stuff because people are moving their money out of these expensive, actively managed funds. The uh, billion-and-a-half-dollar federated Kauffman Large Cap Fund, KLCKX, paying out 25% of the value of the fund, and I mean, I, I don't want to. There's no reason to go through the whole list. These are well, not but big the, funds. But the point, and by the way, that that KL was it KLC KX. Mm-hmm, that's right. Do you know what its expense ratio is? How much? Seventy basis points. One and a half percent oh. a year. Tom. And now you get a tax bill on top of it. A huge so, tax bill. Yeah. And there's others, but I mean, we could. Oh, here's here's my favorite: the J.P. Morgan Tax Aware Equity Fund. Now that wait a minute, it has tax aware in the name of the fund. (laughs) Exactly. That means they might be doing what? Oh, paying attention to the taxation. Uh Uh-uh. They're they're making a distribution of almost twenty-two percent on December fourteenth. Um. And by the way, after that, they're going to close the fund down. In case that's not bad enough. Okay, all right. But what if Wait, you're in some of these Hold on, I want to add something, funds. though, to this. Yeah, I want right, to add no. something to this. Because at least in the case of the American fund that I discussed, the Growth yeah. Fund of America, all of the capital gain distribution, they had held for a while. They sure. held the stocks. Mm-hmm. So yep. it was a long-term capital gain. Long-term. With a maximum rate of about 15% in most yeah. cases. Okay, still. The, the uh, Kauffman, the KLCKX that you mentioned, in 2022... 100% of their capital gain distribution short term was short term. And what does that mean? That means they bought and sold the stock in less than No, what does it mean to my taxes? Oh, it means it's taxed as income. Oh, yeah, that's a little more expensive than 15% 20, for most 25 people. 25-plus yeah. oh, percent. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about what you can do if you hold one of these funds today. We'll do that when we come back. How about that? Is there something you can do? There's a bridge somewhere you can... No. All right. We're going to find out about that. That's important. Give us a call, 855-935-TALK, and we'll help you invest better, deal with money better. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do you suffer from hodgepodgeitis? I'm Don McDonald, and hodgepodgeitis is a disease of your investment portfolio whose symptoms include lots of stocks, loads of random loaded mutual funds, and maybe an annuity or two. Most who suffer from hodgepodgeitis dread opening their quarterly portfolio statements. They feel lost and confused. Investing seems overwhelming and the financial future uncertain. If you believe you suffer from hodgepodgeitis, see a 100% fiduciary investment advisor immediately. A proper diagnosis is the first step to creating a portfolio with a purpose based on a personal plan. Start on the road to recovery now by scheduling a free meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. There is no cost, obligation, or high-pressure sales pitch. Take the first step at TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Hodgepodgeitis is not a real disease, but treating it has been shown to improve mood, reduce fear, and even lead to a brighter financial future. Results may vary. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. And one of the real money issues that doesn't get discussed a lot is the bane of many a mutual fund holder's existence. The end of the year surprise capital gains distribution. This and what's horrible about these is that they can occur. It's almost like adding insult to injury. They can often occur in years when you don't make any or much money on your portfolio and suddenly 
you're ending up with a big tax bill. We saw it last year. There were many funds that paid out a lot of distributions, even though they had lost money. Um, this is something you need to know. And right now is a time to find out because much of these uh, distributions happen between now and the middle of December. So you should be checking with your fund to see if you're going to be facing this situation and whether or not perhaps, and I know this is painful too because you may have other taxes involved selling that fund prior to the payout. Yeah, but there's another, and people ask us, we get this question a lot, we've gotten it a lot over the over the past couple of years. Why do you suggest ETFs more than you suggest mutual funds now? The structure this, of an exchange-traded fund is huge because... This will, is one of the yeah, reasons. Yeah, you won't have this big capital gains tax that you can face in mutual funds uh, due to the treatment. So it's a lot better. We talked about the fact that this generally happens in in ma actively managed funds because they're buying and selling all the time. But it's fascinating. This article from the Wall Street Journal mentioned a fund, the DWS Equity 500 Index Fund. That is an S&P 500 index fund that is going to distribute 20% of its portfolio value to shareholders as a capital gain. Why? Because people were panicking and selling out of the fund, forcing them to make trades and sell stocks on which they had a profit. And they have to distribute those gains to you. Whereas an ETF, a 500 index, an S&P 500 ETF would never have to distribute capital gains to you ever. They just hand off the uh, the securities. Yeah, I mean you you can see why people would want to sell this year with the S and P five hundred up only twenty percent. That's a reason to panic. I think that I, I'd be wanting to get out right away. Sure, but earlier in the year they oh earlier the, in the year. Okay, remember, my bad. remember yeah. the 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 hangover from twenty one. <laughs> yeah, twenty two. Uh, twenty two. Yeah. Gosh, I don't even know what year it is. This and is we're almost now. in twenty four. So we're really gonna have really? to advance things. Do I have yeah. to change the number I write I, on things now? Cross it out, put the new one in. Uh, so okay, th back to the beginning here. Actively managed funds have many surprises, as I started to tell you. Uh you pay commissions many times. You pay outrageous expense ratios. You mentioned the one as was it one and a half? I mean that's absolutely insane. I've seen um, worse. That, yes, we've seen worse. And then this uh, unpleasant surprise of uh, these distributions that can come up and rear their ugly head completely unexpectedly. So these are not a good product, period. And, and again, I, I, I believe, and this is just me guessing, I don't know anything, but I truly believe that we are, in, we are on the cusp of seeing the elimination of the traditional mutual fund. Oh, I think so. Yeah, I, I think, think that everything is. I mean, we can already see it with with like DFA, which was yep. all mutual funds, and now they're going heavy, heavy, heavy in uh, uh, ETFs. The new fund group, Avantis, just skipped the whole mutual fund thing altogether and just went, "Let's do all ETFs." And new companies are going to do that. Dimensional now, their exchange traded funds make up about one percent of the exchange traded fund marketplace, including. Their new offering, DFAW, which is a global equity fund designed to hold the world's equities. And you get it cheap, 0 0.26. You get a tilt to small and to value, which is what the academics you should say you should hold. And it's a very good fund and very comparable, by the way, to the, uh, you just mentioned Avantis. The AVGE. Uh, AVGE, which is at 23 basis points. It tilts a little more, the Avantis product to smaller companies and to value companies but boy it'd be hard to decide between those two it they're just very 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 close but but what's kind of cool about the two 
having the two that are so, so similar, but they are not substantially identical, I would bet. Ah, as the IRS. there you go. I got it. Okay, so go ahead. Finish that for, thought. For the future, for, the, for future year-end tax planning, if we have a bad year for AVGE or what's DFAW? DFAW, yes. If we have a bad year for either of those ETFs, this is one of those wonderful tax loss opportunities that you'll, you need to be aware of down the road. If yep. AVGE and DFAW are both down and they would be similarly down. Absolutely. You can sell them, take, take, sell AVGE, take the tax loss, and immediately slide that money into DFAW to continue to be invested in a similar portfolio. And here's another idea. Since we're in the holidays, you mentioned doing financial help to people. If you have a young person who has income in 2023, you could open a Roth IRA for them and put money into either one of these funds. It'd be perfect for a young person. This is a globally diversified all-stock portfolio at a cheap, cheap, cheap price. What a great what gift. The, what was the expense ratio on DFAW again? Did you say 7 basis points? 0.26. 0.26. Oh, 0.26. And AVGE okay. 0.23. I mean, it's... They are almost yeah, identical on their expense close. ratio yeah. too yeah not much difference so either one would be a great option and i think for a one fund opt to hold the globe either or one. someone young exactly who yeah. has time yeah and, and is willing to see this thing go up and down because it will go up and it will go down i mean a lot right it has to yeah it has to it's going to be highly volatile but that's the price of potentially highly profitable yeah, you see, risk and reward are are linked so tightly to one another, particularly when you convert risk from what you typically consider to be risk, which is I could lose it all on the slot machines. No, this is not that kind of risk. You convert. We are converting risk from the fear of total loss to merely the uncomfortable nature of volatility. Yeah, we because, had we had a question like this. Remember this week on the podcast where someone did lose it all. They put it into a medical device of, of company of some type and lost seventy five thousand dollars. That money's gone. They're never mm -hmm. getting it back. That can happen with AVGE unless it's what do you say? It's a collision with an asteroid. An asteroid hits I, us. Whatever, nuclear war right, yeah, or okay, the so, zombie apocalypse. There you go. Of which I think the last is the least likely. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how you end up. We've we never we seen are this place Monday morning. Stuff. So, yeah. That, anyway. Oh, that's true. They're youngsters. <laughs> Good point. Like, the weekend. What, we got to go to the office today? Come on. that's They don't come in on Monday. I'm like three or four of them do. You know, there's a couple of people. You got to make sure the lights are on. And, <laughs> Only you know, the so teetotalers come in yeah, on Monday. Exactly. So, yeah. Anyway, two great funds. I, I think for anyone who wants a global equity portfolio, either of those would work fantastically but it's it really such a fascinating example of how quickly the industry is changing oh, yeah D dimensional is cranking out etfs faster than i ever imagined they would because the the graffiti is on the wall i mean it's giant building size graffiti that says etf 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 there's a bet supposedly inside dimensional as to the date that there's more money they're managing with exchange traded funds than mutual funds. I don't know what the date is. Twenty twenty four. That sounds pretty fast to me, but I, you know, I anyway, don't, you know, because they I, have about seven hundred billion. I don't know what they have in ETFs yet, but it's yeah, growing. But uh, do they allow? Do they have the Vanguard set up where they? Yeah, you can, they do. You can swap yeah, over mm -hmm, without yeah, capital gain. Yep. Mm -hmm, yeah. Sure. Well then. 
But I don't if know if I, they have I, every fund that's now available. As they ETF. don't. Yeah, I don't think right. they have everything available. Well, once they do, that's when that's when I'll start the clock ticking, and I'll say one year from one when year. every wow. fund. You're ambitious. I just think people. I think people would be stupid not to do it. I. You see, I if agree. you have, if you, and I would imagine the bulk of DFA's money is probably in taxable accounts. I don't know this. It's about sixty forty. No, it's yeah. the other way around. Sixty percent. Oh, it's six. It's uh, retirement. Retirement accounts forty percent oh, in taxable. That surprises yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But with even with that much money in in taxables, if I had money in a taxable account in a DFA fund, I would be moving it. From yeah. the fund no to the ETF without, no without hesitation. Anyway, 855-935-TALK is our phone number. We've got lines open for you right now. 855-935-8255. This is the most important conversation you're going to participate in. Tom and Don are talking real money. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Hey, everybody. I'm Don McDonald. Tom Cock is hanging out right over there. I mean, I'm literally like my finger is inches from his nose, even though he's 3,000 miles there. away. Yeah. yeah. Here. Is that itch? Here. Let me scratch that. There you go. Oh, thank you. Much better. What a pal I am. Even scratch an itch you don't have from 3,000 miles away. Uh, 855-935-TALK. We would love to talk with you about your money. We would love to help you figure out how to invest better. We would love to guide you toward a better future. And, well, put to rest a lot of the myths and misinformation that to kind of muddle up your money matters. Ooh, how was that for alliteration? That's M-M-M for murder. Mm-hmm. You got it, man. That good was job. that was mm-mm good. All right, John, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Oh, hi. Uh, I had a question about um, trying to, um, say, reduce my risk of being subject, well, I mean, having to pay the Washington state estate tax. You know, if you got more than the 2.1, then you're subject to the estate tax. And I have a large, fairly large IRA and a 401k. And I, I want to know how to, what I should do. I, I mean, I can convert, but you know, I've heard about, read about the issues of high taxes uh, and, you know, Medicare costs going up and donated to charity, but I'm not, I'm in a quandary because I've, Worked hard to try to uh, reduce or, you know, try to not pay the taxes and um, try to grow the uh, the balance. But now I'm in a quandary at age 74. You know, I'm realizing I'm taking my RMDs, but I'm going to get hit by the Washington state estate tax. Well, the good so news I'm is you'll be dead. Well, I hope I'll live a little bit longer. No, but, but when you <laughs> but but if you for the estate tax to kick in, you have to be dead. Well, right, but then I hate to pay all of that money and give it to the government. But you'd be dead. You know, I... All right, all right, Don's being done. It's, it's the holiday season. We're full of uh, jolly here. Bah, uh, you'd be dead. So here's the thing. Um, you're correct. In Washington State, 
any money you're handing off to somebody else uh, over $2.1 million would pay the estate tax, which I think is, I was forget, but 10, 10 to 30% depends on the amount, et cetera, et cetera. So if you're trying to get, pay less of that, the only thing I would recommend, I don't, and you said something about conversions. I'm assuming you're talking about Roth conversions. That would not help your estate situation mm-hmm. at all. But if you're trying right. to figure right. out, yeah. Yeah, that, that wouldn't be anything to do. Um, but here's what I would do. I would go see an estate planning attorney and ask them because there, there are some things you could do in terms of handing off that money that would avoid estate taxes in Washington and federal estate taxes if that's what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, yeah so- I talked to my estate planning attorney and – they said, well, you know, try to see what you can do and come uh, December 2025, then give the um, taxable assets to my children to reduce it. But like you said, the IRA and the 401k will have to stay in my estate unless I pay the taxes. Okay, you know yeah, I, I think mean? we're, con- we're conflating two different things. You've got the IRA, you have to pay taxes to the IRS on that, and there's no way around that. And they will have to as well. Right. There's no, there's no question. Yeah, the, your heirs will, you will, whoever has that money. We are not talking about taxes that at a, at a federal level on Roth IRA assets. You're talking about the estate tax, which in Washington State happens if your estate is over two point one nine three million dollars. Two point two, basically, yeah. Two point two, and it starts right. at ten percent. It starts at ten percent and gradually rises to twenty percent, depending on the size of your estate. So you're talking about if you die with three million dollars and you hand that to, that goes to your children in your estate, then they would have a bill of three hundred thousand dollars approximately to the state of Washington. But now my understanding, and I'm not a lawyer, would be if you put something like that in a trust of some kind, they would not have to pay the estate tax on that. There are certain kinds yeah. of trusts that should help you the other but the other thing that that helps is just starting start to give it away while you're alive why do you want to die with millions no i'm trying to do the gifting but you know it's going to take a while to try to get it down below 2.1 but then the, the other thing you can do is this all do you want your this to all go to your heirs or you can get you can get charitable gifts out in big huge chunks right now. It's a good point. Yeah. And again, I I would look I into the trusting decided. of those accounts. So there are ways to do it. And if your estate attorney has said has said we'll see, then you need a new estate attorney because that's not a very good one. A good estate attorney should say, here's how we're going to do this. Here's what it's going to cost you. Tom and Don are talking real money. We're talking real money. And again, you know, another, we're neither one of us attorneys, uh, but uh, you and your spouse can leave 2.193 million. Bingo. Two heirs. Yeah. So that's 4.4, roughly. Yeah. A lot of money. It is a lot of money. And eh, I'm not going to get into it. I, I Honestly, it's just like when, when you have that much money, um, 
are you doing your kids? I understand that you scrimp and save, but are you doing your kids any big favor by leaving them some ginormous seven-figure, eight-figure estate? I just feel like there are better things we, as individuals, can do if we were lucky enough and worked hard enough and scrimped and saved. Uh, what? It, there's no contest at your at your graveside. They don't give you a trophy for having saved the most money and avoided and the most. They're taxes. not going to be able to buy Jeff Bezos's yacht. That is a nice. Do you know his yacht is so big? Million dollars. It's so big that How he's big now taking it, it down to Florida. Oh. Yeah. He has to park it next to the cargo ship. I ships. think I saw that. Yeah, right. Okay. And it costs how much? Four hundred dollars a day in dock fees just to park it. That's it. Just four hundred. Well, to me, that seems like a lot of money to park a boat. Oh, a okay. day. A day. Oh, you that seems like not very much when it's a five hundred million dollar yacht. But okay, it's a nice night. It's a schooner. It's got sails and everything. It's got a helicopter pad. It's got its own indoor theater, bowling alley. I don't know. It's got pretty much everything. So more than and again, more than anyone possibly could need. I don't. Anyway, we've got another call, Tom. Oh, we do. That came into eight five five nine three five talk, and that's Gloria. Hey, Gloria, welcome to the show. Hey, um, great to hear you guys. Uh, We're looking to get some information about our investments. And uh, my husband is retiring at the end of this month, and we're definitely going to use it instead of lose it, you know? Yeah. Um, Good for you. You're going to spend it on you guys? Absolutely. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't have a lot of money, but what we do have, we still have a house, and we have probably about maybe close to 500 in equity. And then we've got 300 in a couple different retirement accounts. And then I've also, I'm a county employee, so I also have my own separate one from work. Okay. The problem is, is uh, what basically what we know we need every month to keep us at, at the same amount that we live on right now is out of my husband's, we'd like to draw a thousand a month. I don't know. We're trying to figure out how to set that up. And I, when I was doing this, I also noticed that in from for my husband from eight four to twelve two, they put almost took almost like three hundred dollars for just um just fees out of one four hundred one. And where is the four hundred one k custodian? I mean, where is it held? Do you know? It's Pentegra. I don't even know that. A, with, okay. With his, that one's with his work. All right. Now, I get that part. I mean, here's the thing, Gloria. I mean, the, the, to do this sort of rudimentary math on the air, I mean, we could tell you that taking out $12,000 a year out of 300000 is not, not crazy. Not that's no. not a problem. No, that's okay. But here's where I think you should start, because you mentioned something very important at the beginning of the conversation, and that is, and you didn't do you did it enthusiastically, which I loved. We want to spend our money. Mm-hmm. We want to enjoy our retirement. I mean, if you've worked for a long time, I think that's the right thing. So here's what I would do first. I would first sit down with your husband and congratulations to his retirement and say, what are the things we want to do? We want to go here. We want to do this. I would make a list of all those things first. Mm-hmm. Then I would try and figure out, eh, here's about what that's going to cost. 
That's the first part of this equation because that that point, then you say, okay, you've got your three hundred thousand. I have my retirement. I have Social Security. You've got Social Security. Then you build the plan around that. After that, then you determine how the money's invested. People always want to cut to the end when they really got to start at the beginning. Don? Well, because most of the financial services industry leads people to believe that, that you start at the at the investment end because they want to get on with the sale and move on to the next customer. The investments are always the final step in building a portfolio. They're the last step in a long process. Tom is right. Sit down, do a wish list yeah. of life going forward. Here's all those things yeah, we, we want to do. Of, we definitely kind of have a um, game plan for that. We like to take vacations. Good. Obviously, we're, you know, I mean, that's we just like to live. But uh, well, let me ask you a question kinda, then. Let me ask you a question, mm-hmm. Gloria. How sure. much money every month? Would you need to live to pay all the bills with nothing, with no issues, to have money in, in, a, in a, an emergency fund, to pay for your health care, and to do those things you want to do? What would a rough monthly figure be for that? Uh, you know, I, I, I would probably say about 8 to 10 Eight to ten thousand. Okay, let's just say ten. That's one hundred and twenty. Right. Um, and mm-hmm. do you know what your social security benefit is going to be, or your husband's social security benefit is going to be? Well, I know he's going to get about two thousand a month, and okay. I'm going to get about three. Okay. Okay. Well, that's so half of it, right home. there. Yeah. Right. There okay, we go. Okay. So we've done half of all your expenses. Now we have to re- now see how this plan works out. Now we've got to find a way to get you five thousand dollars a month. Now, your, okay, his so retirement plan mine, and your retirement plan are worth how much together? So my retirement, though, uh, for for where I work, uh, I'll end up with 40% of about 120. I, I'm confused. So, so that's 40, not about... Oh, you mean uh, in a pension? 45? Yeah. No. Oh, um, oh you're getting... Okay, I, so... A, I have my peers. Oh, you're going to oh, get a purse. pension... Okay. So you're yeah. going to get then about three thousand, yeah. little three thousand a month. So now all we need is two thousand. I think you can manage this. Yeah, you're sad. Yeah, see, this is the thing. I was trying to. I actually called one of the local big banks around here. Mm-hmm. That's where we've got the. We had a rollover of about a hundred thousand, and uh, I was oh. trying to ask him. But the one time that we, my husband, did go down there without me. They put him into an annuity. They sold him an annuity. And I, was I knew so, it. I I'm not surprised. Oh, you I have mean, no the, idea. You have no idea how pissed yeah. I was. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was really mad. And they I, made me, when I called down, I'm like, I don't, I can't, this is the worst thing you could do. He goes, why? And I said, there's not one financial advisor that will tell you to put something into an, uh, an annuity because it costs a lot of well, not a good no one. guarantee. There are, there are yeah. ones that will do it, but not a good one. Yeah. Okay. So how long ago did people. he buy that annuity? Well, no, that one's done. Then they, after that one was done, they put him into a few other things, which okay. um, those, these ones don't look as bad because <laughs> the choices that they gave him, um, we'll just say it's the bank that has a uh, has to do with a lock and a key. Oh, anyway, I know who you're talking about. Uh, a bank yeah, exactly. that has to do with a lock and a key. We got that uh, part, yeah. And, uh-huh. and you know what I want you to okay. do? Because, you know, I think your, your call is... Very illustrative for all of the folks listening, because this is what happens to 
so, so, so many, Gloria. So please hold on. I want to talk with you a little bit more. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do me a favor. Grab your latest investment statements if you know where they are. How many do you have? A lot? How many different investments are in each statement? A bunch? Do you own individual stocks, bonds, sector funds, and stuff you don't understand? Yeah, I thought so. I'm Don McDonald, and I'm pretty sure you have a case of hodgepodgeitis. But don't worry, it's not terminal and can be cured. But it takes three things. A bit of time, some fiduciary guidance, and a plan. There's a problem, though. Most financial advisors can't or won't provide any of those. That's where we come in. Tom and I will provide you the help you need to overcome hodgepodgeitis in a free, no-obligation meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. So scan or take a picture of all those pages you gathered, then go to TalkingRealMoney.com, click on Meet an Advisor, and set up a free appointment online or by phone when it's convenient for you. Let us sort through the mess and help you get started on a better, simpler future plan. Just go to TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Okay, hi. Welcome back. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. We, we are talking with Gloria. And Gloria is, uh, she and her husband are retiring. They are going to enjoy life. And they would be enjoying it a lot more like right now if they hadn't gone to a broker in a bank. Which, Thank you for saying that. That's what it is, too. People forget that. Yeah, never, ever, 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 ever deal with the person in the bank who sells investments. Ever, ever. Don't deal with them. Well, Don't deal with them. No. Don't. I know, and I guarantee you, this person is really nice. And they get the credibility oh, of yeah, being in that nice. nice bank. Yeah, they're yeah, all nice. Yeah, they're nice. Yeah. What you need is a real, live, honest-to-goodness, 100% fiduciary advisor. 100% fiduciary advisor. Now, there, we know Where there are... Where well, you th- th- I'm just going to tell you. Oh, we, I, was, I thought we, you were going to say under the tree, because Don already yeah, has his what tree. What you do is you, is when, when you go to the mall, go sit on Santa's lap and tell Santa... <laughs> that would be nice. All I want for Christmas <laughs> is a fiduciary. Is a fiduciary. <laughs> fiduciary. Right. Go, no, instead, instead go to, go to talkingrealmoney.com slash... H E L P. You don't even have to go to Santa. Help. You just yeah. go to help. Yeah. And and then there is a uh, there are uh, if you go check out these advisors. It says a few good ones. You click on that and you'll see we have chosen. We have given you the names of how many of a bunch um, in no. the Seattle area. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. Contact. Okay. Those firms. And talk with them, interview them, tell them you need some help. You need to build a a, a retirement income, income stream. Yeah, income plan. Yep, I An agree. Income plan. We know because we know of these firms that all of them are true fiduciaries. They would not sell you an annuity unless you absolutely needed one. Well, they, I don't think they could anyway. I don't think they. Well, they wouldn't. They would send you. They might send quiver. you to someone who could. That's true. Maybe, yeah. possibly. but you do not need one. Um, and the no. other thing you can do here too is is we have all kinds of stuff. We have an, an advisor interview form, uh, all kinds of stuff that you can learn about advisors because you need one. You need one who's truly in your corner, who's going to build a plan, not just sell you a bunch of junk like the person in the Lock Bank did. So that's all on talkingrealmoney.com. Yes, ma'am. It's there's all kinds oh, of good awesome. stuff there. So yeah. Just a question. I see yeah. that there's 
um, the one thing I'm kind of worried about is if I come there and tell them we have 300000 Some people say you've got to have like 11 times your annual salary in order to retire, and there's no way we'll ever have that. We started no. really late in life. That no. doesn't matter because you no. have the fixed income because of you've got three all different other... parts. Yeah. yeah, no, you don't need that. I mean, you've got all but 2000 covered. Well, you're that's not, not bad in, then. That's you're not great. in a terrible situation. Not at all. You're in a you're you're in a good situation. Yeah, you really then, do. Right. You sh- you should be able to retire comfortably, not wealthily, not richly, not with you know without. You're not going to have servants waiting on you or be sailing on Jeff Bezos' yacht. But Unless you're you, invited. Yeah, <laughs> no, but no. you will. And and you know if if things weren't going well with your portfolio for a year, you you might have to say. Well, this year we're going to take a trip locally. We're not going to get on a cruise, you know. But you you can live a good life on what you have. And here's the other part of this, Gloria. I mean, if things go really rotten with the portfolio, I mean, if you really things go straight downhill, you still have the equity in your home as the complete fallback at some point. That's and money that you could use if you had to. See, that's what I thought because, see, here's my – Here's how my opinion is on retirement. Um, I'm re- I'm not retiring until next December. My husband turned 65 last May, but he's chosen to wait until this December to retire. My my opinion is if we don't have enough to retire, we sell the house, we move into a condo, and, you know, um, we'll be fine. It I don't think you have matter. to do that. I don't think yeah, you're going to have to do it, but it's a fallback. And yeah. there's another fallback that a lot of people don't think about. I, I know... I'm because I'm now really officially old. I know a lot of retired people, a lot. I think all our friends uh-huh. are retired because we're old. And I know for a fact that the vast majority of them, unless they live on the bloody golf course, have gotten so bored that they've taken on other things. They've picked up a part-time job or they're you know they're they're working at a school or they're just doing a little something on the side. So if push came to shove, you know, you can always find something that you would, you've always thought, you know, that might be fun to do, and I don't need to make a lot of money. So there's so many so, options. Is that normal? I, you know, I had the, at the beginning of our conversation, I was talking about all the fees that are on his one investment account with Pentegra. Mm-hmm. Is that normal? Yeah. I, I know when we first initially went to the bank and, uh, he actually did us pretty good in the beginning. He told us which ones to avoid because they have fee- a lot of fees associated with them, and there's some that have minimal fees, but you know they're just fees, but they're minimal. Is that well, normal oh, to wait? Have so wait, yeah, this okay. is hard to tell. You said a hundred dollars or something. It's normal I mean, for there to be fees on four hundred one ks for the administrative and and for the investments too. But Gloria, let me just ask you one more question before we let you go. Can you give me sure. the names of any name the names of any of the investments that this bank broker sold you? No. Oh, are you talking about the ones that we have right now? We have a yeah. lot of Vanguard. Yeah, but no, and the stuff sold to you. Fine. This, no, no, not the stuff that you purchased on your own. The stuff that the 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 bank guy put you into. You know, I don't know. Um, the ones that I, the only one I know of is Vanguard. Are you talking about the annuity? Or any other investments he might have put you in? Yeah, the only thing that I know he's put us in is a brokerage money market okay. and uh, the Vanguard. He put you into Vanguard? Uh, look, maybe it's part of the 
the mm. group that we're in. I don't know. Yeah, that may be part of the other thing, the four oh the four oh one. Because it's very unlikely unless he's a fee only advisor in a bank, which is unusual, not impossible. Oh no, no. I found some more. Um we've got the S P five hundred, Bloomberg US aggregate bond, M S C I and then it's A E I'm sorry, E A F E I don't know what that is. That's a, that's Russell international, that's European. Yeah. Yep. In Asia. Yeah. Um I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, again, this is going to be a thing. You just really need somebody to go over this with you and and read the stuff. Go to TalkingRealMoney.com slash help and just read up, get a little bit more knowledge about the differences between a bank broker and a fiduciary advisor. And then interview a few people and see if you can find somebody who can look this over. And the other thing, and, and this is not a plug for us, well, I'm not trying to sell you on our services, but... Gloria, you are the perfect candidate to spend a few minutes with one of our advisors for free without any sales oh, pitch. I swear to you, they will not sell you anything. You just go to TalkingRealMoney.com and click on Meet an Advisor. You can even put in there, I want to meet with Tom. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, sure. Yeah. 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 Just agree. Oh, I could? That'd be you awesome. Could. Yeah. So meet with Tom. That'd be almost like Santa Claus, right? That's our Santa Claus. He'll even put the beard on for you. The hair's not as white. <laughs> oh, it is as too. white. As it white. Is as white. Look at that. You look like a Q-tip. <laughs> oh come on. You know what? Look at I've got a really good. Um, it yes. sounds like I got a good platform of where to start at. Yeah. Okay. I, we were going to set up another meeting with KeyBank, and I was like, no. you know, I just didn't. I didn't. When I talked to him, I felt like he was a more of a salesman. He is more of a salesman. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you being there. We'll be right back. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom, I'm sure the, the whiteness of your hair is just the lighting. Just, just, just the lights. They're blue lights. And it's, you're, I'm sure that's blonde. In reality. Uh, Hi, everybody. Uh, We want to invite you to our big event. It's the 10th annual retire meet where you can like get all kinds of great information on retiring and meet a lot of cool people and listen to a lot of wonderful speakers, including uh, Tommy Cotton Top. I'm going to get in trouble. I got to stop. Okay. Um, <laughs> Paul Merriman will be there. Uh, we've got we've got folks from DFA. We've got all kinds of great stuff. And it's coming up in February. And you can save money by signing up early at retiremeet.com. And if you're one of the, the, the early group of people who sign up, you'll also get one of our cool Talking Real Money mugs absolutely free so you can drink your coffee from something cool. Just go to retiremeet.com and sign up right now. The opinions and views expressed on this podcast were current on the date recorded. Opinions, estimates, forecasts, and statements of financial market trends that are based on current market conditions constitute our judgment and are subject to change without notice, including any forward-looking estimates or statements which are based on certain expectations and assumptions. Although information and opinions given have been obtained from or based on sources believed to be reliable, no warranty or representation is made as to their correctness, completeness, or accuracy. Information presented on the podcast is not personalized investment advice from Appella Wealth. The views and strategies described may not be suitable for everyone. 
This podcast does not identify all the risks, direct or indirect, or other considerations which might be material to you when entering any financial transaction. Past performance does not guarantee future results, and profitable results cannot be guaranteed. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. The podcast is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Wealth, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Please see Appella Wealth's ADV Part 2A on our website for information regarding Appella's fees and services. Appella Capital LLC DBA Appella Wealth is an investment advisory firm registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. The firm only transacts business in the states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration with the SEC or any state securities authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Appella does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing either stated or implied here should be inferred as providing such advice. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and important disclosure related to performance of any specific index or fund quoted in this podcast. Is anybody still listening?